Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. Uh, I don't think I did one, a podcast yesterday. Um, or no, maybe I did. Yesterday morning, before I went. Yeah. Anyways, I went to go get my uh, MRI and yeah, they weren't able to get a vein. Um yeah, they just tried twice, and after I read all about what's actually in the contrast, even though I kind of knew before, but, um, I just really didn't feel like I wanted that dye in my blood, (laughs) in my veins, so I figure if, um, If I really needed it, then they'd be able to find a vein. And if not, then I was good not getting it. I just, I don't know. Um, I figure if there's something that needs to be seen, that it'll show without the contrast. Plus, it took forever. Well, it felt like forever. The first one was 30 minutes. The second one was 45. I was there at 1.30. Um, oh no, wait, before that, like one, and my appointment was at two, and then I don't know when they saw me, but, um, yeah, at least a half an hour trying to find a vein, um, and then that, and I got done probably about, I don't know, sometime after three, and then got home. Um, a little bit before four, and I was done, um, anyways, it was fine, uh, I survived, and, uh, while I was at the radiologist, um, I did receive, um, an email from, uh, Junior that, uh, yeah, he was, um, well, basically, he, he, he was not giving up on us, but that he, yeah, he said I was the only woman he wants to spend the rest of his life with or wants to ever be with, but, and so, yeah, I was grateful, um, yet at the same time, I told him this morning, I mean, I emailed him, we still haven't talked, but, I was like, I could tell when he's high versus when he's not, um, you know, even if he's not like super high, I mean, there's just, it's not, (laughs) let's see, you're either high or you're not, but, um, well, I don't know what, (laughs) when he's on fentanyl, he's, almost like a complete maniac, but, I mean, different person, but, um, I don't know if it's the fentanyl, or just if you only do, if he only does a little bit, I don't know exactly, but, but, um, I didn't hear his voice, so I can't really tell, you know, just by email, but, but I could tell by his demeanor, even if it's just through email, because when he's, 
high, he, or feeling good, he's happy and positive and wants to do what's right and, you know, it was all about love, love, love and, um, whereas when he's, well, obvious when he's kicking, but when he's not high, uh, he's negative, grouchy and mad (laughs) and, you know, I mean, of course, (laughs) irritable, um, so, I could tell last night he must have been loaded, you know, because he was like, oh, I'm going to do whatever, you know, needs to be done, and which is great, you know, and I, I'm believing that he means it, you know, um, but we won't really know for sure until he's actually sober and been sober for quite some time. You know, if he can make it through at least the first month through the program, he has a chance to go through the whole thing. Um, Because once you're sober for a while, that's when you start dealing with stuff. You know, I mean, I would say at least a month, um, if not a year, but no, at least a month before you start. I don't know. I was telling him that when you go through discipleship, it's like concentrated or, or spiritual boot camp, but it's just, you learn so much in such a short period of time. I mean, cause you're hands on and being taught and learning stuff and having to interact with other people and what would normally take if you were just say being discipled by another mature believer or something you meet them once a month or once a week even like I when I first got saved I had Mari I worked with her and she was an older not that much older but she was a more mature believer and she felt led to disciple me and it was awesome because we would go to lunch or not lunch dinner uh at least once a week and she had me memorize Bible scripture, and um, we'd talk, she, you know, it was really cool, she'd take me out, and we'd just sit there, and and I'd ask her questions, and she'd give me assignments, and it was awesome, you know, but that was like when I wasn't even really that bad of a dope fiend when I got saved, I mean, yeah, I did, I did coke, I drank, I smoked weed, whatever, but I wasn't nearly the way I was, you know, the last 20 years, um, so, you know, that helped me a lot, and, um, but after being on the streets, and just, and once I was on heroin, and just full-blown, like, junkie, uh, 
I don't think just meeting once a week with a, a friend would do nearly as much as being in a program did uh, at all or even close. <laughs> so I was trying to tell Junior, you know, hey, you go through discipleship program and you you'll learn and you'll grow leaps and bounds compared to just meeting with somebody once a week I mean because you're right on top of it you know and uh so um I'm really excited for him going I mean I'm believing he's going um whether or not he goes we'll see (laughs) but um I was contemplating I I don't know how if he listens to this or not but if he does maybe I should let him know first before he listens to this (laughs) no um because okay as a former dope fiend (laughs) I could see, and because we're a lot alike, I could see myself thinking, uh, you know, because he told me I'm not using heroin anymore, but come on. I mean, maybe not all the time, maybe not strung out yet, or, you know, maybe just chipping, whatever, um, but he's still hanging out on Skid Row. He's still going to the needle exchange or because those were, you know, his buddies are or whatever. So, you know, um, <laughs> there's no way you're going to be able to stay clean. And I mean, 100% if you're still hanging out with the same people uh, so and going to the same places, that's just a big no-no if you're, you know, 12-step or any program. So, um, yeah, I don't expect that he's sober, but, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, he said he's not using, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm not trying to expect, I'm not expecting him to be a hundred percent sober, I mean, he's doing the best he can, you know, so, so whatever, um, but I, I'm thinking the way probably I would if I was in his position, thinking, well, you know, maybe if I am almost as clean as possible, or at least appear clean, or at least I'm doing a pretty good job at, you know, not being a complete, you know, junkie, maybe there's a way that I won't have to go to a program and maybe, you know, I'll, I, I won't have to do this. And, um, and maybe, you know, Lori will be just happy with me. (laughs) Uh, Staying almost clean. (laughs) I don't know. know. And yeah, I just want to make it perfectly clear. And I think I'm going to 
you know, well, write him an email or let him know ahead of time so he can get mad and pissed off or just like uh, count the cost basically and just think, you know, just have it out with God or me or whatever, whoever, just uh, ahead of time. So because in case there's a part of him thinking that he can not go to the program, then he is very sadly mistaken because for one thing, he, he said that he knew that that's where he was supposed to go. So to me, it's, uh, and I know he is, I mean, from other things, not just that, but from what God's told me, but, uh, God will give us assignments or workshops throughout our lives that we're supposed to do. And until we complete the assignment, uh, we stay stuck and I've done it many, many, many times. And if I just completely rebel and just God will either bring me back to the same spot or I'm going to have to do the same thing again and again and again. Or maybe I might not be at the same exact spot, but it'll be like almost the same exact situation, but with different faces or different buildings or whatever it is. It's basically the same workshop, only it might on the surface look different, but it's to accomplish the same, uh, purpose than, you know, that it originally was meant to accomplish. (laughs) So, so really there's no running. Um, and, uh, so I really believe the dream center discipleship program is junior's workshop or assignment. So until he gets it, until he goes through it, It's just going to keep on, like, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take. But I believe that he's going to do it this time, in Jesus' name. I mean, I'm just praying. And um, because, yeah, I'm not going to compromise on this. And it's not me... I know it could seem like me trying to control him, but it's, it's not, I don't know how to put it. I believe that it's just obedience that if he knows that he's supposed to go there and from what God's told me about our future and about him going there, um, yeah, it's his workshop, and until he goes and graduates, goes, completes it, it we're just going to be going through this over and over, and, um, but I'm at the place where, because if he goes and he leaves again, he's going to have to wait six months before he can go back, and if that happens, if he goes and he leaves, I'm going to tell him, don't even call me because there's no reason why he should not have the will to go through it and do it. That that would be his, 
yeah, I, I just, and I'm not saying to where it's like, don't call me ever again, but if he were to leave, like, don't call me, don't call me, I don't want to hear it, I don't want to know, just don't call me, maybe you can call me in six months when you're going into the program and I'll root for you for another year, maybe, you know, or you can call me after you graduate or if I see you graduate, you know, but otherwise, no, I'm not going to do this over and over and over again. So, um, yeah, and we're not, (sighs) I'm probably going to see him tomorrow. I'm pretty sure. I mean, unless something happens, but Yeah, because he's going to go to church, and, um, so, plus I need him to help me fill out my SSI stuff, I don't know, they're, I'm just having, oh my gosh, um, I could probably have somebody else do it, but I don't, maybe, I don't know, he's the easiest one that I could actually, that doesn't work, and that has the time to sit down and help me fill out a whole bunch of paperwork because I need a third party like witness or whatever it's just kind of stressful but anyways um yeah I'm I came home today after skid row it was good (sighs) um I I had to pray and go around and anoint my apartment and break off any transference of spirits or just I came home and had anxiety and unrest and I don't know what that was from exactly except for Right before, well, when we were leaving Skid Row, we were going through a green light and a car just came flying in front of us and we hit it. Um, He ran a red light, but actually it was cool. He stopped and pulled over and he said that his dog actually, it was in the front seat and it it jumped in his lap. He just, yeah, that was scary. Um, but, uh, but the cars both didn't get really damaged, and we were fine, but, yeah, that was a little bit, uh, stressful. Um, saw a lot of people, prayed for a lot of people, um, and I felt bad, I don't know if, I don't know, I mean... I think it was just the enemy beating me up, but I felt like, because we prayed for this one lady, Tatiana, and uh, prayed for her to be delivered from fentanyl, and I was really into the praying, and but then after I got home, I was like, wait a second, I didn't even ask her if she had a personal relationship with Jesus, I'm like trying to pray deliverance and I didn't even ask her if she had a relationship with Jesus and 
I just, I felt bad. I hope I see her tomorrow because I'm going to ask her when I go to do the buses. She said she wanted to come, but um, sometimes I get to laid back or casual, I think, or I don't know if you, just too comfortable, I guess, maybe, um, meeting people and praying for people on Skid Row, and, and I always say, like, Skid Row is, like, a, uh, where all the backsliders end up, because mostly everybody I meet down there knows Jesus, or at least had some kind of relationship or raised in church, or, you know, can say, oh, yeah, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I got baptized, I went to church, or whatever, and, but they're in bondage, and I don't know if they truly are born again and saved, or if they just have religion, or what, but um, a lot of them, I totally believe that they're saved, it's just that they need deliverance, but, Um, so I think I just made the assumption that this woman probably knew the Lord, but then after looking back and she said something about being spiritual and she didn't say that she knew Jesus. And so then that was a concern. And then I started getting kind of, uh, like that accusations, you know, oh, you didn't ask her if she knew Jesus, you know, like, I don't know, just the enemy blowing stupid stuff in my ears, but whatever, if I see her, I'm gonna make sure that I ask her, or whenever, if I ever see her again, hopefully I will, but, um, specifically, like, pray with her to receive the Lord, because, yeah, I I felt like that was irresponsible for me to not even address the most important question, and yeah, so yeah, I was kind of beating myself up about that, and uh, yeah, but I pray that the Lord will give me another opportunity to see her um, soon. Yeah, and, um, but last night it was pretty cool, even though we weren't talking, you know, I'll admit I'm weak, you know, but at least because I miss him, you know, even though I said, okay, we can't talk or whatever, and it does make a difference when I don't feel pressured to answer the phone or answer texts right away, but you know, I miss him, and so we were emailing back and forth, because I was on my tablet, and then I saw that he emailed, and then, so I answered, and then he right away answered, and we're going back and forth, so it was kind of just like texting, but, um, but I had sent him a really good Joyce Myers, I like the old Joyce Meyer, I don't know about now, but, um, I sent him a video on the spirit of rejection, and it was so good, um, some, I, I don't know, the, the, uh, what do you call it, the channel, the, but the, uh, the person who did it put together a whole bunch of clips of, of, um, Joyce Myers doing different 
uh, teaching on rejection and and um, I don't know that they were all rejection, but they were all on on like fighting spiritual warfare and just um, uh, like this one part she said, I loved it. She said that some lady said, "Oh, she she ran into Joyce Martin. She said, oh." Life has really thrown me under the bus. <laughs> and Joyce Meyer says, um, Oh yeah, life threw me under the bus too, but I decided that I was I was gonna drive it. <laughs> I love that. You know, that's the way that's the way we need to be, you know, just whatever, you know, stuff happens, but get up and overcome it. And um don't wallow in it and feel sorry for yourself you know I mean all of us have pity parties sometimes and you know I've been guilty of it where I'll sit there and I'll be like man I shouldn't have done that or blah 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 like even just right now when I was going so I go man I should I didn't even ask her you know and I'm kind of beating myself up and then I'm like you know what whatever it's too late I can't do anything I'm gonna pray that tomorrow I'll see her again or whenever I'll see her again and I will make sure to address that you know but there's no sense in me just beating myself up although I did for a minute you know but um yeah there's just that's not gonna accomplish anything but yeah, but then, you know, there's more heavy things that go on that we can really beat ourselves up about. And yeah, and even the car accident today, I was, yeah, I think I was just being like attacked today when I got home. Be, yeah, because I had two packages do, being delivered today and I was out on Skid Row and we were kind of taking a long time and I was getting a little impatient, but um, because my packages were coming, you know, between 12, 1, or I was preferably after 1, and, um, and we usually get home, I don't know, leave between 12, 1230, and so, you know, I was, and plus we're out of stuff to give away, so I'm like, okay, well, let's get moving, <laughs> and, you know, and that's selfish, um, you know, because there was some new people that were out with us, and they were very just kind of fascinated with, blown away with being out on Skid Row, and just blown away just oh my gosh I this is a whole new world you know and for me you know I live down there and I go there every week and I'm I I'm a little calloused I guess you know I'm just like whatever and um so yeah anyway so I'm getting a little impatient which is not right and then I'm telling uh, the guy who, uh, was leading today, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I got those packages at home, well, one of them got delivered at my house, and said it was at the front door, and, um, not that I don't trust my neighbors, but, you know, keep the honest people honest, um, (sighs) the longer it sits there, who knows, you know, so I'm, I'm anxious, and then, 
I don't know if my vibe ran off, you know, like on him. And so we're leaving and I'm talking about the package and then bam, we hit this car. And so then I was like, after we got, I, after I got home, I was like, man, I hope I didn't like rub off on my anxiety, didn't rub off on him. And then, you know, um, he, he hit that car, but it wasn't even his fault. We totally had a green light. And that guy just came flying through, you know, but still, you know, I, 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 I'm like, oh God, I'm really selfish. I, I shouldn't have, you know, told him, you know, that I was in a hurry or maybe I made him feel anxious or, you know, I'm like having all these thoughts. And so I, right away, I text him. I was like, dude, I'm, I, I apologize, you know, if I, my anxiety rubbed off on you, please forgive me, because, um, I shouldn't have been so anxious, you know, uh, to get home, and whatever, because, you know, I mean, I, thankfully, nothing happened, nobody got hurt, but, you know, I know that sometimes we can, uh, project or, you know, my anxiety could have, yeah, affected him, so, but he said, you know, um, don't worry, that was, like, that could have happened anytime, but, but I was getting, you know, accused, <laughs> like, in my mind, the enemy was just like, oh, you're so selfish, you know, you were so anxious about it, and blah, 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 whatever, and so, but just because in case I did, my, my emotions did affect him in any way, I wanted to apologize and take responsibility and just, you know, make it right, because, yeah, that was selfish of me, and whatever, anyways, so, I took a hot bath, and washed my hair, so I'm ready for tomorrow, I don't know, I'm kind of wiped out today, and, uh, I'm gotta get up at the crack of dawn <laughs> before dawn <laughs> while it's still dark so I can be out of the house at 7 o'clock and be at church to take the bus to Skid Row but I'm gonna get to see Junior which I'm happy about um, as long as he's not bent over I, I don't know it just I saw this guy I saw no not a guy I saw two or three guys today um on my way to the dream center and then of course on skid row bent over and I don't know what it is I don't know what it is it just bothers me so bad and maybe it's my issue I don't think so but it just really it just makes me so mad because it's, it, I mean, it's, well, it is their fault, but it's not in the sense that, I don't know what it is, I don't, I don't know how the, the heroin does that to people, or if it's just, it's demonic, or a curse, or I don't know, but when I see that, it just infuriates me, it just makes me so mad, and disgusts me, not the person, but it just, oh, it just, 
I'm like, man, it pisses me off. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, and I'm thinking, you know, as much as I love Junior and I accept him for who he is, but that's not who he is. He's, you know, uh, that's what he does. But when he is bent over like that, it's just, yeah. I mean, if he wants to be my man, I want to be proud to be with my man. I don't want to be embarrassed or just like, yeah, embarrassed. I don't want to be ashamed of, you know, oh, here I am with this hunched over person who, not people who don't do drugs, but I don't know. I would say most drug addicts or at least heroin addicts know what being bent over is. I mean, it's people on heroin. (laughs) So, so, and my reputation, not that I care about my reputation in the sense of me, but as far as I'm a Christian, I'm serving and following Jesus, I'm concerned about his reputation. And for me to be seen with an active user of drugs it doesn't look good and especially if I'm actually supposed to be with that person so right now we're we're just friends like I I can't be associated with him as he's my man until he's clean even though I he is my I mean you know technically I mean I believe and we believe that we're supposed to be together and so um yeah I mean I know I believe that he's the one that God wants me to be with and vice versa so yeah in that sense yeah you know (laughs) that makes sense but as for right now and until he graduates and completes the program there's not a marriage happening until after that and we don't know how long that will take I'm believing that he will get it this time but you know I'm not gonna um take any bets or anything (laughs) I'm I'm yeah I have faith in Jesus and that God's gonna complete the work he started in junior but yeah that's about it um I just, uh, it's cold. It was just raining a little bit ago, and I'm tired. Oh, I didn't sleep very well at all last night. I don't know what was up, why I was restless. That's another thing. I need to, I need to spend some quiet time and just really pray. I, uh, this morning, uh, Oh no. I did a little bit, but yeah, I need some quiet time. So I'm going to go do that right now. I uh, hope everybody has a really great weekend and I will uh yeah, I'll be on here when I'm on here, maybe tomorrow, maybe Monday, I don't know. <laughs> 
All right. God bless.